1: Tavern, starring Archie himself and Gardner. And now, here we go, friends, the Duffy's Tavern, with Bert Gordon as the Mad Russian, Hazel Shermitt as Miss Duffy, our guest, Rudy Valley, and starring Archie himself. Ed Gardner. <laughs> hello, Duffy's Tavern, What do you late? me Steve Archie the manager speaking, Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. How's business? Uh, the place is overflowing. Yep, the saw busted again. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, uh, Rudy Valley's coming down tonight.
2: <laughs>
1: Rudy Valley. Well, remember the time you bought your first radio and when you turned it on, you know, you, you thought there was something wrong with it? <laughs> Yeah, that's the guy. (laughs) And how'd he get started? Well, uh, he studied for eight years before he found out he couldn't sing. By then, it was too late to stop. (laughs) Yes, sir, and he turned out to be very successful. He what? Did he save his money? (laughs) Duffy, did you hear that? Even the operators laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Duffy, at Yale, they used to have a song called Bula Bula. Since Valley went there, they called it Moola (laughs) Moola. Well, look, I'll call you back. I'm busy writing a new radio show for Rudy. Hey, Miss Duffy. Yes, Archie. I wonder if uh, Rudy will be happy here tonight in our creaky old joint. Why not? He's a little
3: creaky in the joints himself. (laughs)
1: Oh, Stuffy, you're talking about the Rudy Valley.
3: Rudy Valley. Who's he? A sober Phil
2: Harris.
1: Duffy, oh, please have a have a little reverence for the departed.
2: <laughs> Don't
1: forget, a guy like Rudy Valley gives us prestige here. Take a look at this menu I wrote up for the occasion. Let
3: me see it. Today only, the Rudy Valley Blue Plate. Connecticut Yankee pot roast Vagabond liver <laughs> New England
1: ham Yeah, it's boiled ham
3: How do you know what condition he'll be in when he gets here? Mr.
1: Duffy, Rudy never gets in that condition, sir. Hey, Archie,
3: a man just came in and dropped a penny in the peanut machine So what? I think it must be Rudy Valley Well, why do you think it's Valley? He's counting the peanuts. <laughs>
2: That's
1: right, it is,
3: Rudy Valley.
2: My time is your time. Your time is my
1: time, your time. Well, Rudy, I'm glad to see you. Look at you. I can see that you're the same old Rudy. What do you mean? Well, the way you came in singing. So generous and unstinting with your talent, you know, singing for all mankind. Whether they want to hear you or not. <laughs> A dubious compliment. <laughs> well, Tobias says that Tobias does. And, uh, <clears throat> may I further say that you are looking as handsome as ever? Them golden curly locks and that svelte youthful figure and them svelte
2: eyes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way,
1: speaking of them eyes of yours, Rudy, uh, Which side of the 38th parallel was you born on? (laughs) Archie, I shall ignore your insults. May I further say that you are the same old Archie? That's a lousy insult. Uh, Say, Archie.
3: Yeah? I'd like to meet Rudy Valley.
1: Well, why the sudden interest? You've been saying that you're young enough to be his daughter.
3: With Rudy Valley, anybody young enough to be his daughter is old enough to be his wife.
1: okay. I'll introduce you. Rudy, uh, I know you came down here tonight to enjoy yourself, but this is Miss Duffy.
0: Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> looks like a Harvard man.
3: <laughs> Gee, just imagine. Rudy Valley in person.
0: That's right, my dear. You may now faint.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you Rudy Valley That voice Those nostrils the dear old the rift is Why, Miss
0: Duffy I didn't think you were old enough To remember
1: the main stein song Are you kidding? This dame remembers the main <laughs>
3: Valley. Last week, I wrote to NBC for a picture of a star. And guess what? What? They sent me a picture of you.
0: Oh, framed?
3: I sure was. <laughs> I wanted Carrie Grant.
0: Miss Duffy, I am now going to say something to you that I've never said to a woman before.
3: Oh, really? What?
0: Scram. Scram. <laughs>
2: If
1: it wasn't for his age, I'd punch him right in the nose. Get out of here, will you? No, Archie, I assumed that you had an ulterior motive in requesting my presence here tonight. On the contrary, I did. Uh... (laughs) Rudy, I got a great opportunity for you to make... Money? Well, it could run into it, best, uh, but uh, first tell me, how's uh, how's your voice this century? Oh, about the same as last. (laughs)
2: Huh?
1: Well, I got a radio program in mind that... uh... Would you like to hear me sing? How Abbott? (laughs) Well, yeah, go ahead. Let me hear how you sound these days. Very well. Terrific, Rudy. Still the same old ballad. I haven't sung yet. Oh, I beg your pardon. (laughs) Well, uh... Here, I'll give you the
0: key. All right. (laughs) If you were the only girl in the world And I were the only boy Nothing else would matter In this world today We could go on loving In the same old way A garden of Eden Just made for two With nothing to mar our joy I would say such wonderful things wonderful things to do. If you
1: <clears throat> you, know? you sounded just like, uh, like Carmen Lombardo. Another dubious compliment. That's what Carmen Lombardo said. But, uh, for radio, you know, just singing his old hat these days, you gotta augment it up with something else. You gotta be a singing cowboy or a singing disc jockey or a singing commercial, you know?
2: That's
1: where I got an idea for a frightening mystery. You are going to be a singing detective. A singing detective? Yep, sort of a combination uh, Thin Man and Margaret Truman. <laughs> uh, as I told you, Rudy, it'll be really frightening. But what about a sponsor? Stop worrying. Duffy will sponsor it. What about a script? Stop worrying. It's already wrote. Who wrote it? Me. It will be frightening. (laughs) Stop worrying, will you? What about the salary? Rudy, start worrying. (laughs) Now, okay, everybody, we're going to do a rehearsal of the first episode of The Hummus. Uh, by the way, Howard Hall, you're the announcer here. I'd like you to read the commercials. Oh, joy.
2: <laughs>
1: now, with these commercials, you have to be subtle about them and kind of sneak them in. Sneak them in? Yeah. Okay, we're on the air. Ladies and gents of the radio audience, Duffy's Tavern brings you The Hummer, starring Rudy Valley mm-hmm. My crime is your crime. No! Know... A word from our sponsor. Suckers. Thank you. See the way they sneak them in? Now We begin. I, Archie, am the Hummer's assistant. Him and me is a couple of private eyes, but we never cross each other. We are in our office, and the Hummer is sitting at his desk. Before him is a book of poetry and a bottle. The book is unopened. (laughs) i speak i say hummer why don't you lay off for that poetry i can't help it me nerves is on edge why i ain't the man i used to be archie this grammar what's wrong with it the word ain't Look, Rudy, a lot of people ain't using the word ain't, but they ain't eating. (laughs) Now, continue. Now, we're sitting in our office when suddenly... Just a second. Homer, what was that ring? The telephone. (laughs) What a deduction. The man is positively psychopathiatric. (laughs) Hello? What? Somebody's been murdered? Okay, we'll be right over. Let's go, Hummer. What's the address? Gazooks, I forgot to ask.
2: <coughs> Hello?
1: Where? Oh, thanks.
2: <laughs> All
1: right, leave us go, Hummer. Well, sir, we arrived at the scene of the crime. A mansion in Beverly Hills. Rococo but simple. (laughs) With a well-kept nine-hole golf course on a small island in the middle of the swimming pool. (laughs) We rang the doorbell. Suddenly, the door creakingly opened, and we found ourselves face to face with something real sinister. How do you do? Tell me, sir, who are you? I am Rasputin, the Chinese butler. (laughs) Well, I guess that clears you.
2: Uh,
1: Tell us, Rasputin, uh, where is the late demented corpse? There on the floor, the dead one. (laughs) She's my master, Mr. Throckmorton. Forgive him for not rising. (laughs) Well, uh... Hummer, leave us to examine the corpus collecti. Mm-hmm. Looks to me like he took poison internally.
0: Poison? Mm-hmm.
1: Poison? And how do you account for this large ice pick stuck in his back? Hummer, you're a genius. <laughs> hummer, hummer, you're humming. Mm-hmm. Hummer, did this mean that you have found a clue? Yes. Archie, remove your hat. Why, is the dead man a woman?
2: <laughs>
1: no. He was a Yale man. Amazing, Hummer. How can you tell that he was a Yale man? Elementary, my dear Archie. Notice oh, his attire. A derby hat and a raccoon coat. Gazooks, <laughs> as I see it, there's only one thing to do. Examine the ice pick. What ice pick? The one stuck in his back. Oh, that one Just a minute, gentlemen Before you examine the ice pick I should like to wipe off my fingerprints
2: <laughs> A
1: fair request
2: <clears throat>
1: One moment, my good man Who are you? Hummer, it's Rasputin, a Chinese butler That answered the door when we came in Oh, yes, I never forget a face <laughs> Tell me, Rasputin, before the murder was committed Did you notice anything strange around the house? Outside of me?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yes Well, this morning, Mrs. Throckmorton The widow sent me out to have the ice pick sharpened And as I am leaving, she is phoning the insurance company Words, words, words We are looking for clues Think
2: <laughs>
1: Think, my good man Something unusual must have happened Well, let me see, let me see the widow also sent me out for a sort of shotgun and a bottle of poison. Ah, this is getting us no place. No clues, no suspects. And yet I am sure that a crime has been committed. I agree with you, Hummer. There's something afoot. Uh, what do we do, Hummer? We'll question the widow, Throckmorton. Zeus, what a brain. Never leaves a dame untamed. And... Here comes Mrs. Throckmorton, now.
3: Hello, tall, curly, and nasal. Glad you could come up and see the body.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Tell
1: me. Are you thinking, Hummer? Yes, but back to business. <laughs> Lidl Throckmorton, allow me to introduce myself. I am the Hummer, cracker of men.
3: Likewise, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh,
1: Mrs. Throckmorton, there's probably nothing to be alarmed about, but we have found your husband extremely dead. (laughs) With an ice pick in his back. Mrs. Throckmorton, you realize what I'm saying? Your husband has been cruelly murdered.
2: Eek. (laughs)
1: Mrs. Rockmorton I hope you don't mind if we interrogate you
2: No, I'd love
1: it (laughs) Well, tell me, Mrs. Clarkborn, Before you married your husband What did you do for a living?
3: I was a chorus girl I was known as Ice-Pick Nelly
1: (laughs) And why did they call you Ice-Pick Nelly? Oh,
3: I don't know just a nickname
1: Nothing but blind alleys
3: <laughs>
1: Oh, butler, you are calling me... Who are you? The butler Oh, yes, I never forget a face <laughs> Tell me, do you know who killed your master?
0: Nash
2: <laughs> You
1: do? Well, tell us You think I'm a tattletale
2: <laughs> Butler
1: You mean... I'm dummying up there's something suspicious about this whole thing. It gets bafflinger and bafflinger. I've got it. I think I know we can find a clue. Where can we find a clue, Hummer?
0: At Yale University.
1: Why, of course, it's obvious.
0: Shall we go? As the last rose of summer said to the other last rose of summer, leave us
1: wither away. Okay, leave us wither away. Friends, if you want to wither away, eat at Duffy's Tavern.
2: And And be
1: sure to try our steaks. The club steaks are personally clubbed by the manager. (laughs) And now, back to our story. And so we arrived at Yale University. Where the Hummer came face to face with his old Dean. The Dean spoke. How do you do? A dizzy (laughs) Dean. Dean, I regret to report that old Throckmorton, class of 1861, has been seriously murdered. You don't mean... Yes, Dean. But he was a true Yale man to the end. He died with his derby and his raccoon coat on. (laughs) Throckmorton. At last he had made skull and bones. (laughs) Tell me, what happened to him? (laughs) An ice pick in the back. And Dean, we thought you might know who killed him. I'll tell you who killed him. It was... Ooh, I'm dummying up. And so, once again, history repeated itself. Bahama learned nothing at Yale.
2: <laughs>
1: so we continued our search for clues from one end of the globe to the other. India, New Zealand, Hialeah,
2: <laughs> Asia
1: Minor, Far Rockaway, Hialeah. We even went to Antwerp and talked to the Twips.
2: <laughs> it
1: was an Antwerp. That we discovered that the ice pick was manufactured in Norway. This meant only one thing Argentina.
2: <laughs> While
1: we were sitting in a cafe in Argentina, a few strolling pampers came in and began to sing an old opera tone. Howard, an old opera tone. Friends, I like to take this opera tune moment. <laughs> To tell you about the drinks at Duffy's Tavern. Remember, a drink at Duffy's is good for your stomach. Ask the man who had one. (laughs) Now, back to our play. And so we continued our search. From Stockholm to Oslo. From the Skaggerette to the (laughs) Kattegat. Then, suddenly, the hummer started humming. (laughs) This could only mean one thing.
2: Scotland.
1: <laughs> the next morning, we found ourselves in the heart of Scotland. Scotland Yard itself.
2: <laughs> we
1: was greeted by Inspector McIntyre. How do you, Hootman?
2: <laughs> you
1: are a Scotchman? In this sky, do you think I'm playing Little lever? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Inspector, we have no time for fragility, uh, We're looking for clues. <laughs> well, you've got a broad... <laughs> <laughs> what sort of clues, Hutman, are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Inspector, we're looking for the god who murdered a Yale man in his old raccoon coat.
2: <laughs>
1: Was this Yale man wearing a derby hoot? I... Is he having a nice pick in his box? <laughs> I. Do you ken anything about the case? I'm gumming up. <laughs> and so the search went on. We left Scotland and sailed for Juneau, Alaska. Juneau? You know about the food at Duffy's Tavern? <laughs> Just ask the man who's been there. He'll tell you where to go. <laughs> And we continue. After many months of fruitless search, we return to America. And the Throckmorton Mansion. The butlers, both. How do you... Hey, it's you again. <laughs> hmm, this man is deeply familiar. Archie, who is he? Um, don't you remember it's Rasputin, the butler? Oh, yes. I never forget a face. <laughs> Rasputin, is there any new clues? Only one. Yesterday we had some highballs, and we had to use the ice pick. But don't worry. We stuck it right back into Mr. Falk (laughs) Morton. Just a second. Mm -hmm. Quiet, everybody. The Hummer is thinking. There may be a solution to this crime yet. Heal over. The solution. I have it. What is it, Hummer? Archie, take the corpse's fingerprints. Okay. Wait. Hummer, the corpse has no fingers. Only claws. What does this mean? Archie, remove his derby hat. Yank out the ice pick and tell me what you see. Kazooks, there ain't a Yale man at all. It's only a polar bear rug. (laughs) Hummer, does this mean. Yes. There is no Mr. Throckmorton. There is nobody. You mean it was a perfect crime that was never committed. (laughs) Hummer, you're a genius. Well, Rudy, tell me, what do you think of it as a radio play? What do I think of it?
2: Yeah.
1: Rudy, no! Rudy, stop coming at me that way! I know what you're thinking! Rudy, put down that
2: ice pick! Rudy.
1: Good time and he'll be with you next week. It's time to leave Zeffi's Tavern for now, but be sure to be with us again next time for another hilarious get-together at everybody's favorite tavern.